1: We are in our 14th year now at Voice of Miracle, which is very exciting. And we have a great show, a great show all around. In our first half, we're talking about miracles, what they are, how they happen, how they can change their, your life, and how all of us have miracles in our lives. And many times we don't see them or recognize them. My guest on the phone is Chris File. She's the author of four inspirational novels. Miracles Happen, The Right Blood, Outside the Box, and The Shepherd's Rod. And we're talking about miracle stories in her books that inspire us and give us hope in the new year. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited uh, for you to share these wonderful stories with our listeners. And tell us how you became inspired. How did you find these stories? Are these miracles in your own life or are these miracles in other people's lives or both? They're both. Um, they actually found me.
2: <laughs> I didn't yeah. find them. The direction that my life went in was a direction that, in which I needed miracles to survive. And so it started there. And then um, after I had come through a lot of things, people began to come to me with their own stories. I wasn't looking for them. I would just be anywhere in a parking lot, a restaurant, uh, a corridor. And people would start talking to me, and before you knew it, they were sharing a personal story about a miracle that had happened. And I would ask them, could I write this down? And I did. And that's how uh, the miracles books came to be. Right. So people just started telling you their stories. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have now (laughs) two miracles books. I have another one that's going to be coming out this year called More Miracles and one that will be coming out the year after.
1: You could see that there's no lack of stories. There's no lack of God's power in people's lives. What would you define as a miracle?
2: A miracle would be an extraordinary event, something that you cannot plan, uh, something that's very tailor-made to the specific individual and situation. Um, It's divinely guided. It's divinely engineered. It's divinely performed and it 's outside really the realm of a man you don 't have to be in a church to and to endure, you know to have a miracle happen to you. you can be anywhere
1: so it 's divine. Give us an example of even a little miracle. Could a little miracle Chris, be that i 've been thinking about you, and then all of a sudden you call me. Yes, I believe that that's that 's an example of a smaller a small
2: type of miracle. Um, I have a story that I'd like to share that I think Jeez. everybody will enjoy. They'll be comforted, and it will take care of that that fear um, that we all deal with. But this story is called the Bulldozer Man, wow. and um, I woke up uh, one morning and I don't have air condition. I didn't have air conditioning in my house, and I was sweating at seven o'clock in the morning. So I went downstairs to make coffee the way I always do. And decided, uh, you know, while the coffee was dripping, I was praying God would be with me that day. And I decided to change the coffee into iced coffee because it was so hot. went about vacuuming the house, and it was 11 o'clock, and uh, the temperature was like 100 degrees. I looked out the window. All of a sudden, I heard this, like, rumbling, this loud noise, and a bulldozer came flying around the back of my house. And I worked for a little while, but I just got so hot I had to stop. And the bulldozer stopped at the same time that I did. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad for the man, so I went out there and I said to him, would you like to come on the porch and have a cold drink? And he said that, you know, he would, and he came in. And I said, wow, I said, "I can't believe you showed up today. I said, because, you know, we've been waiting for a while, and I said, it's so hot. And he said, you know, he couldn't believe it either because... He had just recovered from a heart attack and died.
1: And, um, wow.
2: He, yeah. He what do you died. mean,
1: and died? He, he died for a few minutes? Yes, he died for a, a short period of time. And he woke up.
2: Um, he was on his way to the hospital. And um, he said that uh, when he died, um, he uh, went to heaven. He saw birds, he saw flowers. Um, he, he loved it there. He wanted to stay there and he heard a voice telling him that he had to go back and it wasn't his time. So, um, I, I was like so inspired by it. It made me feel so good because I think like almost everybody else, um, I had a fear of death, but just hearing that story, you know, made me feel
1: so good. I got more than my stumps to remove that, that day. So... Well- I also think too the fact that he came in and had coffee with you or sat with you mm-hmm. that also was part of the miracle because not everybody will do that. No, and and now to make it
2: even more interesting, I shouldn't say interesting because it's sad and sad but good. And I don't know how to explain it. I'll just tell you what happened. The following week after he came to visit me, he did die.
1: Wow!
2: And I heard I heard about it, and I made up my mind that I was going to go. To the funeral home to tell his family what he had told me because I knew that it would help. It would make them feel better. And I went up in the line and um, yeah. I told his wife and his son um, in the line that I had met their dad the week before and he had told me he wasn't afraid to die. He was. He was ready. He was, you know, looking forward to going back to the place where he had been. Mm. And um, it it helped to heal them and comfort them, and it also helped to heal me because I had had that fear, and I didn't know when I got up that morning that I was going to be, you know, so blessed by something so unusual. That's what I mean when I say I could never have planned it. Um, Mm. There's just no way that you can explain it by ordinary
1: means. Mm. And it sounds like these things happen to you often. Yes. And, and, that's, and these are the books you're writing. I mean, you're, you've written a book called Miracles Happen, and now you said you have your second book
2: coming out.
1: Outside the Box was the first Miracles
2: book, and Miracles Happen is the second one. And this year, uh, in 2016, uh, more miracles will, will be published. That's the next mm-hmm. one. Um, And, you know, i got to keep writing them down because they're all so different. And, you know, you want to play it forward. You know, if you've been saved in many different types of ways, you want other people to get that. I think that's, you know, most of the reason why I'm still here
1: is to share the stories and help other people. Absolutely. How can people find your books and all of your information? Well, there's, there's a lot of different ways to,
2: to do it. You, know, you can um, go to um, my publisher's website, which is Navarone Books N-A-V-A-R-O-N-E, books.com, or you can go to ChrisFile.com, my website, or you can go to
1: Amazon. Um, okay. There's lots of places. Uh, and, Chris lots of is, ways. and Chris is C-R-I-S-P-F. Yep, P-F-E-I-L. P-F-E-I-L. It's a very weird spelling. So (laughs) sometimes I don't get my emails because people spell my name wrong um, a lot of times. Tell us another, maybe pick out, we have about five minutes before the first break. So why don't you pick out one of your favorite stories from one of your first books, you know, either Miracles Happen or Outside the Box, and share that with us. Okay. Okay. I really, I really have had a feeling um, before
2: um, this phone call that I should tell this story. It's called um, Healed on the Way. Mm. And um, in 2012, I was very nervous because my stomach was bothering me, and it wasn't getting better. So uh, during my prayer time, um, Jesus told me that it wasn't nervousness, it was fear, and that he didn't want me to give in to that because fear is not of him. You know, he's got perfect love for me, and I shouldn't be afraid. But, you know, being told that is kind of different than feeling it. So he said, use the sound mind he gave me and go to the doctors, and I didn't want to go, and I put it off. And then my daughter called me, and, you know, she just happened to say, you know, mommy, you don't take care of yourself, and I want you to be around for my babies because she was going to have another baby. And I was hurt so much because I'd lost a lot of people in my family. So I did go. I went to a specialist. He's probably the best doctor I've ever had. His name is Dr. Stephen Kirshner. And he's right here in Mineral Springs. And he he said, well, you know, you haven't had a colonoscopy. He said, I'll try medicine, but if it doesn't work, we should go forward with the procedure. So by the time the procedure date came, all my symptoms were gone, and I felt great. I wanted to cancel the uh, procedure, but I kept hearing God say, no, I don't want you to cancel it. I want you to go forward so you would be reassured that you were all right. Okay. And so they gave me the Muralix to drink, um, and I thought I was going to be too sick to drink it. I kept hearing God say, just take it slow and and drink it all. Just keep praying in between. You'll be okay. The next day, I got there. They were taking a woman behind the curtain because she was so sick because she had drink, uh taken the Merlex within the time frame that they had suggested, which was a much shorter time frame and I had uh, taken it slow, and uh they had me all um robed and you know ready to go in for the procedure um after they told me my blood pressure was nothing, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh my God, am I dying, or whatever but they had. I had a heavy sweater on that day, so they hadn't put the cuff on in the right place. I had to take the sweater off. And um, they did get me in to, to the to the room, and the guy says, well, you'll be in a twilight sleep. I said, a twilight sleep. I said, my doctor said I wouldn't know anything. I don't want to know anything. Uh. And I heard the nurse say, well, this is going to be a double procedure. We're going to have to take, turn the table around. And, and I thought I was going to jump off the table. And uh, he, the guy started to put the oxygen in my nose, and it burned. So that scared me. I, next thing you know, I was out, and Dr. Kirshner was standing next to me, and he said, well, you know, you got the best report of anyone today. He said, you probably had diverticulitis, he said, but it's gone now. He could see the evidence of it. And, uh, well, I got home and collapsed in the chair, Um the Lord said to me, remember those 10 lepers that went to me for healing? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, remember how they still look like lepers when I told them they were healed? And I said, yeah. And he said, I told them to go show themselves to the high priest because in those days, to document a healing, you went to the high priest. You didn't go to a doctor. But the basic thing is that they were healed on the way and so was I. And there are some people, I think, in the audience." Right now, I just feel this, that they've been afraid to go to the doctors. Um, they're, they're afraid of what they'll be told. But um, hopefully, they, they, this story will help them, and, and they will go. I know that probably sounds funny, but I just kept thinking over and over again, I've got to tell the story healed on the way.
1: And on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Chris File. And you can log on to her website, C R I S P F E I L C R I S P F E I L.com. She's the author of several books Miracles Happen, The Right Blood, Out of Side the Box, and She's writing her second Miracles book. That's what we're talking about today, is Miracles. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned.
3: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inter-Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you want to expand the legacy that you leave behind? Get the inspiration you need by hearing from others who are doing just that. Listen for Your Why with host Nelina Varinas. The show features amazing guests who have saved lives, helped others, and brought forth hope to others around them. By hearing their stories, you can make some stories of your own. Your Why can be heard every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. the Dreamweaver, for Travel Time. A professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of travel. From maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd. Dreamweaver airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
1: My guest is Chris File. She's a teacher and writer with a master's degree in fine arts and creative writing and publishing. She's the author of four inspirational novels Miracles Happen, The Right Blood, Outside the Box, and A Shepherd's Rod. She's talking about all these wonderful miracle stories that she tells in her books, and she's writing another second book on more miracles. So, welcome back, Chris, and your website is chrisfile.com. C R I S. P-F-E-I-L.com. Wonderful books. Okay, go ahead. We're ready for another miracle story. Okay, this one is um, called The Decision.
2: And uh, it comes from my friend, Claire Puglio, and it's about her daughter, Karen. Some years back, Karen was diagnosed with cancer. She had been told that she could only have one radiation treatment because the cancer was very close to her vital organs, And she had to make up her mind what she would do. She went to Claire and uh, asked her what she thought she should do, and Claire didn't know what to tell her. She went to church to pray for guidance. After an hour of praying, she didn't know what to tell her. As she was leaving, a complete stranger came up to her and said, tell your daughter to have the treatments, and she's going to be okay. And And this woman had no idea? No. She had never seen this person never saw this person again afterwards unbelievable unbelievable so, so she went um so karen went forward with the treatments after she felt better um her dad steve got invited to go to one of uh, father Dorio's prayer meetings father d'aurio does a lot of healing work and um but right before they attended the meeting her dog karen's dog tara was the dog that was constantly with her while she was sick jumped through the spokes in the backyard, uh, on the deck in the backyard, when a cat came by and um, the dog hung herself. Karen was, was devastated. Now, at the at Father Dorio's meeting, the dog comes up again. Uh, there were like over a 1,000 people there, and Father Dorio said no matter how many were there, he would go to each one individually. But he said that there was one person in the audience who had just lost a dog, And had a much bigger problem than the loss of the pet. And that she was to come forward and she would be healed. Mm -hmm. Claire and Steve didn't hear him say that because they were looking at the person behind them that had just been told to get out of a wheelchair and walk. Mm -hmm. But her husband, Karen's husband, Pete, who did not believe in miracles at all, he just went along because the rest of the family was going, heard, heard it. And, uh, Father Diorio's prayed over, um, Karen. And afterwards, Claire went up to Father Diorio's mother. She met Father Diorio's mother and said, Did this, did he really say that a woman, you know, uh, had just lost her dog and she should come up? And, uh, the, the, her mom, the mom said, Yeah, you know, she, she, he did say that. And anyway, the wonderful part is that she was completely healed and, <laughs> Even though she uh was told she would never have another baby she got pregnant and Pete became a a, a believer in miracles and he still is to this day. So she was led through this decision making process one step at a time, you know, it kinda makes you wonder, like, you know, well, why did she you know, why did she have to go through that part and then but then if she hadn't then husband wouldn't you know, wouldn't believe in miracles. Yeah. Um, the other, the other part of this that's so amazing, I I know, I I mean, like I said, when I write the stories, they're, I can't even believe after I get them written down that I, you know, that I got the story to write, you know, it's, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, my gosh, this is unbelievable. Now, I want to just share this too, before, um, we run out of time, Claire's mother-in-law, Anna. She was a very strong believer in God and miracles all of her life. She had a different journey than Karen did. She was bleeding. Um, She went to the doctor to have a colonoscopy and test. And after the test, the doctor had told Claire that the cancer had spread through her mother-in-law's lymph nodes. And it was going to be very rapid and um, that she would die from it. And Claire at the time was going to an acupuncturist and show, told the guy what her mother-in-law's diagnosis had been. And the guy drew a diagram, and he showed Claire exactly how it was going to progress and how fast it was going to be. But at that time, they asked the doctor not to tell them, her mother-in-law because about the cancer because it would kill her. But Claire started taking her to every prayer meeting that she could find. Then one night, a lady and a man, a prayer team, said, if anyone here has um, uh, problems, serious problems or tumors, come up. And Claire had her mother-in-law go up. And when they went up, the mother-in-law, um, as they were praying on, uh, over her, she passed out. And while she was lying there, um, the woman said that um, the woman's name was Terry. And she said that morning God had told her she'd be praying with someone who was really seriously ill. And the man said that God had told him that morning he was going to be praying with a woman named Terry. When Anna went back to the doctor, she was cancer-free. When she died many years later, she she died without ever knowing that she had ever had the cancer. (laughs) I, you know... (laughs) You could never make it up if you if you tried you know it was it it's just unbelievable and I hope that um I believe that someone out there um is', is gonna happen to you, it's it, just like it happened to her there won't be any signs of it um and even those people that have a more invisible type of cancer an emotional type, or you know they're fighting some overwhelming phobia um or a psychological problem the invisible enemies i call them that's still a cancer and it can be worse than um you can't describe it you know uh those mm. kinds of things but all all storms and all goliaths are the same whether they're visible or invisible and you know we can all be
1: um
2: healed from those things uh that's what uh, that's the experience i've had and i really i really hope someone out there um benefits from this and gets healing from this because they're all such different stories. But the underscoring thing is that each individual case is so different. And people compare themselves with other people, I do I do the same thing. And you think, well it happened to so and so this way. This guy this person went to a doctor, this person didn't go. Um Am I right or am I wrong? I don't think there is any, any right or wrong, that it's, diff- it's different. You need individual guidance in your particular situation, and if you pray mm-hmm. for it, you'll get it, and then you'll be peaceful. And It might not come all at the beginning, but as you go along the way on the journey and put one foot in front of the other, it, it comes. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense to you, but I hope
1: it does. Well, it does, and it gives a lot of inspiration and a lot of hope to many, many people. Yeah. Now we've got about four minutes. So, what's your message? Give us your message for people, please. Uh, let's see. Um, I think
2: that the message is that um, if you are looking for God and you have been unable to find Him in ordinary places, that um, you should know that He does He does intervene to help people in unexpected places and with unexpected unexpected acquaintances, or people, I shouldn't say acquaintances, strangers in unusual places, and that if you need some kind of healing or deliverance, he will do it in a tailor-made way for, just for you in a, such a specific way that there'll be no mistaking it uh, for anything else but God and, and divine guidance. Um, you know... It, and miracles happen. I talk about a guy named Naaman. He he was a leper, and he worked. He was a, a Syrian commander. He didn't uh, believe in any kind of um, Hebrew gods, but his king um, had a. There was a serving serving girl in the palace, and she told uh, her his wife that you know if she, if this guy wanted to be healed, he should go and visit this prophet in her land, and uh, his king ordered him to go and he was he was healed um in a in the jordan river he had to go in there and dip himself like seven times he didn't want to do it cuz he was very proud and you know he thought that it was ridiculous but his servants convinced him you know you should go down and do do what the guy said and uh he was healed and so here is an example of someone that is you know he's coming from a foreign land he doesn't know anything uh about such kinds of healing, and um, I love that story because it was, again, it was very precise. It was, everything fell into place for him in in a way that he, you know, he was ordered to go. He had to go um, Mm -hmm. because it would have been disobedience to his king.
1: So what would be, we have about a minute, so what would you like to leave our listeners with about hope, particularly when they're losing it?
2: That you won't see um, uh, you won't know how God's going to act or when or where, uh, and it won't come in a familiar package. It will come in a tailor-made package just for you, mm.
1: Mm.
2: and not for anyone else, and, and don't don't look at anyone else. Just pray for His guidance, and He will guide you, and He will help you, um, no matter what the situation is, and it, it will be so wonderful that you won't be afraid, and, and that's the worst thing we
1: all face. Thank you. Face. Well, the, thank you. Very inspirational, Chris. The website is c r i s p f e i l C R I S P F E I L.com. Thanks for your wonderful, inspirational, miracle stories, Chris. Yeah, God bless you and everybody okay. else out there. All right, all right, folks. Stay tuned. Our second half of our hours coming up next, right here on The Patricia Raskin Show, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back.